Hello and welcome to the Respectfully podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Pope. I'm here to introduce a rather delightful conversation I had a few days ago with one of hairdressing's most upbeat, positive characters I've ever met. It was an absolute delight from start to finish to chat with Gina Conway. Gina is born in California, America, but lives here in London and runs a large salon group with five premises. Her modus operandi is entirely environmentally aware. It's Gina's ambition to leave the planet a better place than she found it and has just been appointed as Trade Sustainability Ambassador in the UK for Aveda. So we had plenty to talk about discussing Gina's take on sustainability and particularly how to roll this out in hairdressing. She was full of great ideas and you'll hear her positive energy right from the start. That's good. Oh, I'm... I'm... I'm trying to be, you know, temper my um, my excitement a little bit. Gina, welcome to my studio, to my Ethernet, to my atmosphere. Thank you. Um, it's lovely to see you. Tell us what's happened. You have a new role. How do you describe your new role? Oh, okay, well, um, this has been a dream of mine for years now. I have been made the new UK ambassador for sustainability at Aveda. It's the first role of its kind. It's the first role pretty much they've ever had. And I think they they realized that they needed somebody in the industry doing the things that are, you know, doing all the right things and leading by example that could help other businesses to really lead a sustainable business. Uh, my role really is about creating awareness, yeah. um, leading other other businesses to make changes so that the industry is sustainable and that uh, can change uh, hearts and minds and, and activities. And, you know, a, another really exciting part is that, um, you know, I get to work with a brand who's so head and shoulders above what other companies are doing, you know. It's kind of like they made a job for you, but you're made for the job in a way. So it's it's almost, it's it's really just like an extension of your profile, isn't it, really? Because this fits with everything that you've been talking about for a long time too, haven't you? So, yeah. so how would you describe your Gina Conway brand in the context of sustainability and mindfulness? I've always been aware of, of this um, sustainability, but I've only really scratch the surface there's still so so much more to do um but where where um uh i've kind of in the last couple of years really got my teeth into it is um the practical side um with regards to you know looking at everything that we purchase for instance um and how is what's the end of life use of that right like, right. am I going to just, is this going to end up in the landfill in a year's time? Kind of thinking about the end uh, results, uh, where that's going to end up. So um, that's one thing that's kind of shaped the way we do things. Sustainability, really, to be clear, is how sustainable a practice is it that we're doing. So if we're buying plastic water bottles, how many how many more years can we keep doing that without it making everything fall apart? So is that a good way of explaining what sustainability is? How sustainable is the behaviour? Plastic 
uh, is a great example of you know an unsustainable resource or re- resource. Yeah, sustainability covers the materials that we use, yeah, the yeah. energy that we use because um, we're leaving a carbon footprint. So a lot of, we're not talking enough about the carbon footprint as well when we talk about sustainability. The water that we use is a natural resource. Um, so I guess for me, when I look at uh, sustainability as a whole, um, how are we impacting the earth? Are we hurting it or are we helping it? Right, right. And so we try to, we try to do our services in a way that we're helping it. We're not scarring it. We're not leaving things behind. We're leaving the world better than we found it. And in this industry, it's very hard to do. We, we're, we use so much water, which uses the natural resource of water. It uses energy to heat, which leaves a um, carbon footprint. Um, we use, you know, we use blow dryers, which is energy and that's got to come from somewhere. We, um, we use plastic bottles and, and even recycled plastic bottles still, you know, there's a, there's an element and an impact to using that as well. Color. I mean, how can we do, that must be one of the biggest evils. Is it color? Well, I think so. And, um, you know, we, we've signed up with the Green Salon Collective, which helps to, uh, recycle the hair color that we use so it actually extracts the water from the actual color itself which is great and then they get to recycle that um, but the water is also has chemicals it goes down the drain that needs to be treated again making further carbon footprint and one of the conversations I had with Aveda uh, just yesterday was like how can we reduce the um, the way we use color and the techniques that we use and the how can we reformulate the color so that it's, you know, washes off cleaner and, you know, and, and our Veda already have a 98% naturally derived hair color. So, you know, they're doing stuff on their end, but how can we do things on our end to make a full circle sustainable color uh, application and environment, you know, lower our environmental footprint? Yeah, sure. Because I think it's important, isn't it, that in the hairdressing industry, we, we st- it's not just now about awareness. We actually have to do something. So we need to translate from awareness to activism. Yes, you're right. That is where I'm really, really completely passionate about. It's not just like, well, I'm not going to drink water bottles. You know, we banned plastic bottles in our salons uh, a year or so ago. And, you know, kind of that was, you know, you've just got to, everything that you do is just, you know, you, you do a little bit, but gosh, we can do so, so much more. And I agree, it has to be activism and, um, you know, every, everything that we do has to have the end in mind. So, for instance, um, I was in a seminar a year or so ago and somebody said that London was going to be in a water shortage in 10 years time. Yeah. Well, I don't want to contribute to that. And I know that I can do something about that myself. Yeah. But I have to have my team behind me as well. And I have to tell, have them tell their guests and their families. And then I need to tell the industry about how that, that's happening and how we can do something about it. Because if we, don't, if we just, just don't use plastic bottles, that's not going to solve, solve any, yeah. you know, solve it's the, something. Enough. It's not going to be enough. So 
So really, it's just thinking about absolute everything we do. So we've, you know, instigated a program around um, doing eco shampoos, which means, you know, it's a certain way of uh, washing the hair using less water. So how can we, you know, again, reduce, 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 reduce? Yeah, brilliant. And how how do the consumers view this now? Have you, do you know, their, their eyes light up when they know what we're doing and uh, they're really proud of us. It makes them proud to be a part of it, to be doing the right thing. Yeah, definitely. So with your business head on, something that a smaller salon might say is that, you know, it's expensive to be sustainable. You know, it's, it's going to cost us more. How would you perhaps reassure or tackle that comment? Yeah, I thought the same. I really did. So we replaced all of our light fixtures to the LEDs, which cost a lot of money to replace those. A, they're expensive in the first place, and then they're expensive to replace. But they don't go out, you know, like we've already made our money up by right, right. not having to replace all those light bulbs. And um, your water, you know, restrictors on your um, sinks. Well, because you're using less water, means you're using less energy, which means your energy bills are going down. We're right. using a Green Salon Collective, which, um, you know, we're charging a, a green fee um, and therefore, but offsetting that, um, uh, which is offsetting the cost of the, the recycling collection. Yes, because they're, they're a waste management service, aren't they, as much as anything. I know they're, they do a lot more in information resource, but one of the key things for salons is they will literally help you sort your waste whether it's plastics or metals or chemicals or hair they collect hair even yeah yeah they do and it, it again that's a huge feel-good factor um last week they took or a couple weeks ago they took the hair that they'd been collecting um and went up to ireland for a, an oil spill up there that they helped sort out i think it's you know it is such an interesting subject and there's a lot that we don't know as you commented some of the some of the things which are hugely important are very well known now, you know, not using things that are so disposable and the, and the water, for example. But there are so many other things that we can do. So are we doing enough in hairdressing? We've talked about being active. What, what do we need to do both as salons, as, as a community? Are the brands doing enough? No, I don't think we're doing enough in, as nowhere near doing enough. I'm not doing enough and I'm doing as much as I think that I can at this stage. You need to set out um, a pledge to the planet for your teams and right. uh, you know everybody needs to make their pledge and if that's you know using one set of gloves a week um, or reducing your water turning off lights when you're not and then you know um, one of the things I'm, I've started doing is um, you know using a blow dry just to kind of get get the hair dryer and then using irons so I I don't know but I imagine that using an iron is going to be less energy uh, usage than you know doing a whole full blowout so you know just kind of changing the way uh, we do it and changing the mindset of the guest as well so that they feel good about this. Oh, I'm doing your hair this way today. We're going to dry it naturally and we're going to use it that natural texture. And this is going to help save energy in the planet and things like that. And you'll have less work at home. So there's so many conversations to be had constantly. But if you have your pledge to the planet and you know that you, you have goals, your teams have goals, you have personal goals, 
and um, you know everybody has is 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 on the same journey together. I think, as we mentioned, the clients like it. It's very much something that that you know we are looking for towards. Um, and I think in the industry we can demand more of our suppliers. You know, be that the manufacturers or the equipment suppliers. Um, the media, such as myself, for example, we we can do more ourselves, and we should demand more of each other to be more aware, more active, um, and really sort of asking for better packaging, better use of products, better advice, sharing our know-how. I think is a really important aspect to this. Social media has been a great way to communicate to your clients, to other people in the industry, to your um, friends and family. Shout about the, you know, we've saved this much in CO2 this year. We've reduced our CO2 footprint. We've, our pledge to the planet is, you know, whatever. But, you know, as long as you're, you're communicating what you're doing, you're going to be attracting people to work for you who also want to have, who also have that mission and that value. And you'll attract clients who have that mission and that value as well. Yeah. And have you noticed, um, you know, I, I noticed my kids at school being taught more about the environment and about our manufacturing processes than I was ever taught at school, which hopefully is, you know, we've got the younger people coming through, you know, they don't all have to be Greta Thunberg, but kids are much more switched on than we give them credit for, don't you think? You know, I'm not a super young person um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people just like me who want to do their part and, um, you know, the kids are far more aware um, and maybe I was, you know, taught from my mother, you know, these, these principles. I, I, would, I would hope that all ages and stages are, um, you know, now kind of switched on. Yeah, yeah. And it's our mess that they're clearing up, quite frankly. It, it is. Because it is. the explosion in consumerism was really, you know, those of us in the bracket, dare I say, I don't know, 30 to 60, are the ones that have created this mess, more so than, you know, the much older population who grew up much more frugal and they just didn't have all the the opportunities to be so wasteful and to to travel ridiculous amounts and so on and for our our rubbish to be shipped around the world to be left on beaches oh in, my gosh indonesia oh, it's heartbreaking you know, but it's, i i agree and 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 because i have kids and maybe because i have kids i'm an activist you know yeah. and i wonder if i didn't have um those you know young people that have a future as you say that I'm leaving my legacy what's my legacy gonna be yeah. you know if I've left them with a world that is trashed yeah you know I mean it must have been heartbreaking particularly for for the everyone who cares so much that the last year we've almost taken a step back haven't we with the PPE with the fact that we've had to revert to single-use things so we just need to really get ourselves back on track that's a shame. And, you know, it's only now that I'm really seeing, uh, you know, compostable gloves and, uh, you know, the, the, those types of things that they, we, we should have had access to a year ago. Definitely. And I think I would encourage anybody listening to also educate yourself in understanding the symbols, because I don't know how it is in other countries but we have a ridiculous amount of recycling symbols and the little arrows which say it's recyclable but then the number inside will tell you actually with you know and where it depends where you are so i think there's lots of ways as you say it's informing yourself has got to be the first step yeah definitely definitely and um 
uh, learn and um, you know know better, do better. Yeah, definitely. So with Aveda, just to sort of look forward, do you have a strategy, a plan with them for the next few months, year? What kind of things will we be seeing? Well, I will be doing lots of podcasts and talks and I really need to share ideas and tips and, you know, specifically work, uh, you know, with with particular um, salon partners as well to look at what they're doing, how they can improve. So, um, you know, media and then practical. And then I'm also going to be working with Aveda um, as well on some of their, um, you know, their packaging and and, uh, take back programs. Uh, We're talking about um, uh, some of the refillables, you know, all those kinds of things that we, you know, Aveda is really trying to, to do because they, that's just in their DNA and it's, it's brilliant. It's beautiful, but we just need to get the message out to, to everybody about what they're doing and how they're, how they're different. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's lots there. And I think what, one of the key things that I always always want to say to people is we don't have to compromise on your hairdressing service. You don't have to compromise on, on the beauty and the ethics and this, you know, the services that you give, there is a way of doing it much more sustainably, which I think is, is the main thing. We just want to get that over. I don't feel like um, we're giving any less of a service or absolutely not. Um, You know, I I guess the only thing I can, you know, really pinpoint that might feel different to clients is we're using scrummy towels, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so they don't get a big fluffy towel that we have to launder anymore, you know. Um, but I think these are the new benchmarks of luxury, Gina. I think that, you know, 10 years ago, we would have sat here and said it's about the coffee, it's about the flowers, the fluffy towels, the decor of the salon. This is what people want as an experience. I actually think the world has shifted and COVID has hurried this along, that now the benchmarks of a great service, people want to feel safe, they want to have great hair, and they want you to be a brand with a purpose. They want you to be thoughtful so actually to me this is the measure now of luxury service is choosing a salon that is offering those things yeah i i think that's very well put nikki i'm gonna remember that and reiterate (laughs) that if somebody comes up against me about those scrummy towels again (laughs) definitely brilliant don't be afraid Welcome to the new luxury. This yes. is how we're going this forward. This is the new luxury. Well, as somebody once said to me, if Picasso is painting your picture, you don't worry about whether he's offered you a cup of tea or not. So I just thought that was such a brilliant quote that I have I've used it many times. But yeah, I think I think safety and sustainability are the new benchmarks of luxury. Yeah, and I think you're right. And coming out of COVID, we have a no, numerous opportunities to rewrite the rules. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... and, and make the honestly it's it's such it's you've got to look at this as an opportunity to um to uh re 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 redesign rebuild build back better all of that um and you don't have to do it the old way anymore and look at how we have proved what a nimble industry we can be when when we put our minds to it you know we make changes very quickly and we can show that we mind about things. Your clients mean more to you than anything. So looking after your clients, looking after your guests in your in your salons is the most important thing. So look after them and the environment they live in and help them to also look after it. 
that's that's a that's a fantastic way of looking at it and 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 we do and you wouldn't be in this industry if you didn't care about giving care yeah yeah definitely great right on (laughs) gina you are um an eco warrior in my eyes and i'm sure many others and you are very thoughtful about what you do you're working with this big company how would you uh, remind people that you're not selling out you're not selling your soul to to the big companies that this is what they do what is it that Aveda does that you find so astonishing and so enchanting so Aveda's yeah. mission is about uh, environmental responsibility not just in the world of beauty but around the world and I can tell that everything that they do comes back to that for instance, they, they work with communities, uh, hundreds of communities around the world on, on initiatives, on um, uh, helping teach uh, farmers in India how to um, have kitchen gardens so that they can grow their own organic produce. Right, um, right. They work on water charities all across the world. They, um, they, they the, 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 some of the ingredients that they source in Madagascar and other places, they, they um, invest in those communities to help the schools. So, you know, they're really doing a lot of amazing uh, things, you know, to, to make the world a better place. And practice blockchain, which is a traceability uh, system where everything that they, just for instance, this vanilla bean, um, is grown in this farm and then it gets taken to this depot and then it gets taken to you know on this plane and then it gets delivered to the warehouse and so they can literally follow every single step of the way of of this particular v- vanilla bean so you know they they want to make sure that their sourcing is is not they have no child labor involved in any of it that they um you know, there's been no uh, chemicals involved in the making of it. And the only way that they can do that is this very expensive way of, of uh, tracking um, each, each uh, of the ingredients. Wow. Yeah, so that's very interesting. Um, they're, they're also cruelty-free, always have been, always will be. And um, as of 2020, they um, have become completely vegan. Many of their products were, but they may have used beeswax or other little things that, you know, to... Yeah. Uh, in the products for stable stability or whatever. So, um, yeah, uh, and and then of course the the um, the product uh, packaging is you know PCR or PET, which um, again you know is post consumer recycling. So you know they they've really thought about absolutely everything that uh, you know in in a whole circular way about how we use the products and how they manufacture them and then um they've also have this huge solar um uh patch uh panels on their on their property that um makes up 50 percent of the energy that they use just to manufacture yeah. those and then yeah. everything else is as um a sustainable uh energy so yeah they they do they do walk the walk I think they have been and they always have done I just they have been quiet about it in previous years you know maybe too quiet perhaps but it is really fascinating when you look into it and realize what they do I'm aware that they've been tackling carbon footprint for a long time you know even just in practices like planting trees for every air mile you use and and things like that as as a journalist I've come across so it's a really incredible story and I think the most exciting thing is that 
what comes out of Veda is still beautiful. It's still, you know, the, the artistic work, the, you know, the colors that you can achieve. And the products are also really nice as well. You know, they, 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 they're, um, they work, they, they do what they are intended to do. It, it also is a very effective um, product company yeah, as well. Yeah, well you don't so, get to remain for all these tens of years unless you can actually create good products as well. So, Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much. That was very interesting as ever. And it's always lovely to have your energy and enthusiasm for something that we all need to feel energised and enthusiastic about. Well, I do hope that, you know, this is going to be an amazing year for all of us that, like I said, we build back better and now is the time to make some of these changes. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited that I am on this journey with Aveda and that I get to help them and help the industry. And I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm like a, a spring, you know, I just want to go. I just want to go out and do it. It's yeah. really exciting. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nikki. It's always fun yeah. to talk to you, especially about things I love to talk about. <laughs> and there you have it, a very positive, dynamic conversation about a very serious subject with Gina Conway, the new sustainability ambassador for Aveda. There was so much information in there. There's a lot to ponder on. Why not discuss it with your team and do a little research of your own, starting with assessing the carbon footprint of your salon and your hairdressing practices. I'm Nikki Pope. Thank you very much for listening to the Respectfully podcast. You can find more of our conversations on any podcast provider, including iTunes and Spotify. Please have a browse. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to rate and review us as it helps to drive us up the charts. Thank you. Until next time. Goodbye. <laughs>